Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm hosting today. Joining me, BQ and Deuce. It's a BQ and Deuce football show! Love to see it. Didn't even know that was coming, did you? Um, We used to have air horns for when Brady would come on, Deuce. And um, and Brady Quinn joining me, of course. Uh, Look, the... Uh, we're going to do some AFC East win totals and AFC North win totals as well. Second half of the AFC win total pods. Uh, you can check out yesterday or the previous day's pod, previous episode, where we talked about the AFC West and AFC South with myself, Katie Mox, and Emery Hunt. Of course, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, I was going to dive right into the AFC East because I'm all about business. Yeah, especially in the front party in the rear a little bit these days, but business <laughs> up, business up front party in the rear. Um, but Brady, you, you have a, a great recruiting story that you'd like well, to tell us. You were commenting on um, my, my, my coloring. I've got a little bit of a nice tan going. You're on. the most tan I've ever seen you, dude. You, first of all, you called me pale and said, I got no son. This is oh like Pete Briscoe jumping on here and being like, I mean, what do you do? Just sit inside and write about football all day. I'm like, what, what do you do? <laughs> just do the tanning bar, but like, just, like, just I mean, like baking yourself. Uh, by the way, I hear Pete, is Pete skinny these days? Yeah, Pete's looking great. Yeah, he's, he's dropped he's slimmed down. Air. Yeah, saw him on camera. I was like, man, and they say camera adds away. I can only imagine what he looks like in person. He was well, the sick. problem is like all that tan, baggy skin. That that tan skin is like baggy, like hanging off his face oh now. So he goodness. has a little bit of like the like a like the Crip Keeper, a South Florida Crip Keeper thing going on. You know, that's yeah. the only problem. Well, the problem is like now Pete and I look like we might be related because I, I <laughs> apparently I get decently dark in the summertime. But the, well, the, do you? <laughs> the backstory. <Lord> son. <laughs> so. Back in back in Ohio, when I was uh, – I played, obviously, baseball in the summers. We had football workouts and all that back and forth. And there was a head coach at Bowling Green State University named Urban Meyer. Heard of him. And, uh, I happened to just leave our head coach's football office because I had to run out to play in a baseball game. And uh, I saw him as I was passing. And I was like, hey, coach, wish I could talk to you. I got I to gotta run out to a game. And so he walks into our football office. And at that point in time, it was me and then my wide receiver who ended up converting to a defensive back, Chinadu and Dukwe, um, who were really being recruited by a lot of schools. And uh, Urban walked in the office. He goes, hey, I think I saw Chinadu and Dukwe out in the hallway. It's a good-looking prospect and all that. And, and like our coach kind of looked out in the hallway. He was like, ah, I, don't, I don't think I've seen Chinadu anywhere. <laughs> and he goes, He's like, you mean Brady? Oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because, no. Like, I guess, like, I had, like, a puka shell and all that on. Like, you know, it was, like, one of those things back in the uh, early 2000s. I was like, what you wore. But I, I guess he thought I would might have been Chinadu and Dukeway, not necessarily knowing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that was my first introduction 
to Coach Meyer, which I, I, I laugh about now, and he probably doesn't even really recall it. He's probably recruited so many guys back and forth through the years. But, yeah, man, that's where the, that's where the base tan comes from. So, you, so that yeah. automatically take Bowling Green off your list when that happened? <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it wasn't so much that. I mean, Coach was great. He was great. We took, took Bowling Green off Chinadu's list. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that is a fantastic story. Move yeah, moving moving right along. Uh, we'll go, we go to the uh, – that's, that's a great story, though. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to believe that um, old herbs – and back then you didn't have headshots of kids and things yeah. like that, right? Like you maybe saw them in a That's clipping true. or something in the newspaper. It wasn't like the internet and recruiting at that point was was well sought out. So they'd come to see you in person to see what you looked like. And at that point in time, you know, I probably had my hair all crazy or whatever, like a blowout <laughs> like these that back in the day. I mean, I mean, I just I looked like I'm my, my name might be Chinadu and Duque, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love it. Um the, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I, I don't really have a great segue from that into the, into Buffalo. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep moving. Um, gotta keep it moving. I was debating. I was debating like whether to like to call you uh, Bildo Baggins on this on this episode, which I guess I already did by virtue of doing that. Uh, Brady. Uh, the Bills have 37 wins the last three seasons, second most behind only the Chiefs over that span. Interestingly enough, they have uh, they were the, the the most wins. The fifth most wins of a Super Bowl appearance in three years, in a three year span behind only the Packers, 19, uh, 2019 to 21, Saints, 2018 to 20, Colts, 03 to 05, and the Niners from 90 to 92. Uh, you know what? People don't talk about it enough. Like, we always were like, look at all these teams that passed on Patrick Mahomes. The Bills traded the Chiefs the pick to get Patrick Mahomes, and now they can't get past him. Like, they got Josh Allen. They're great. They're fine. But, like, you literally handed Andy Reid and the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes their win total. Uh, this year, Brady, 10 and a half heavily juiced to the over, minus 150. Division win total is four heavily juiced to the under. If you had to make one bet on the Bills' win total and do as you can follow, what would it be? Uh, my bet would be the over on total wins, and I, and I know I'm getting chalky when I say that, but I just have more confidence in this team being able to win outside the division than inside the division. Last year, they went four and two, and I think the division got – considerably better around them. And, and I'm kind of curious to see where they rank amongst the division. Do we still view them as the top with the track record of success you talked about? Or do we think maybe they'll take a bit of a step back? I mean, they split with the Jets last year, for example. Correct. And the Jets got better. They got Aaron Rodgers now. And I think this, this roster uh, has been solidified, too, on that side of it. You know, if the Dolphins have two healthy for the entirety of the season, a second year in Mike McDaniel's system, I think they're going to be a much improved team, too. And the Patriots, this is Bill Belichick. You can't count them out. Offensively, like they're going to be better with Bill O'Brien as the play caller. So in lieu of that, uh, I'm tempted to say take the under for division wins, but the Bills have been pretty darn good. And there's a chance that you would push there. So I'm just going to stay away from it from now. I think there's a much better chance this ends up being at least an 11-win team with Josh Allen as talented as they are. And the second year with Ken Dorsey calling the plays, ironing out some of those issues, Leger, with Ken Dorsey uh, being the, the offensive coordinator now with Stefan Diggs and patching up that relationship. So I, I like yeah. the over of 10.5 wins better than I do the over or under on the division wins at four. Well, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going under 10.5 wins. And, Brady, mm. we know this. In the NFL, you usually have a time frame where your team is a legitimate shot to win a Super Bowl. And it's usually like a three- or four-year span. Now, obviously, when you have guys like Patrick Mahomes – that kind of gets extended. 
But if you look at the Bills the last couple of years, right, they've just not been able to get over the hump. And more so, if you look at this schedule, Brady, the last seven games is a gauntlet for the Bills. Starting November 19th, they have games versus the Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, and Dolphins to finish off the season. We know this. You want to be playing your best football at the end of the season heading into the playoffs. I think they will struggle during that stretch. And then we could see that issue between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen rear its ugly head around that, that point. Now, I'm with you on the wins for the division. I went back and forth with this. I believe they push at four and probably do get the four wins. I believe everybody that is going to sweep the Patriots in this division because, like you said, everybody mm-hmm. has gotten significantly better except for the Patriots in this division. I just I think sweep the I'm Patriots scared of that, that hook in the 10 and a half. Hold you on. Said what? The Patriots can go 0-4 in the division? No, I guarantee they go 0 for in the division. <laughs> if Tua stays healthy, wow. they're going 0 for in the division. I'm calling it right uh, okay. now. Okay. All right. I, I don't see I that. Bill Belichick I, I just... might be in trouble after this year in regards Woo! to his job prospects after this season. So There's you think Belichick's, Belichick's on the hot seat after this year? Yeah. I think he is. There's yeah, been rumors supposedly his friends are concerned about him keeping his job after this year. Will's been saying that now for like two or three months. He's got a little pushback, really? but Will's been saying that for a while now. <laughs> I, yeah, think, yeah. I, I mean, if you look at it without Brady, he struggled, man. It's it's been bad for the Patriots. Yeah, he's under, he's under with Mac, it, and they went to the playoffs. We'll get to the Patriots, but it doesn't help when you hire Matt Patricia as your it offensive coordinator, who's got no experience calling Correct. plays. That's not any disrespect for Matt Patricia. He's an extremely smart coach. It's just it takes time to be able to to get an identity calling plays. Correct. And, and that's obviously hard to do when you're playing the NFL and you get your first opportunity to do it. Well, and like this, I mean, look, the Patriots are dead last in the NFL in red zone scoring last year. And it's largely in part because they hired a defensive coordinator to be their offensive coordinator. But it reminds me, though, 27th on third down. If you clean up just situational football, which typically they've been so much better sure. at under Bill Correct. Belichick than Tom Brady was there. But just that. And they were an 8-9 football team. They've got a better roster. They, they should be able to improve upon that from what they were a year ago. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that completely on both of those things. The, um, the one thing I will say is that, remember, and, and, and look, Belichick has more cachet than Andy Reid did in Philadelphia, but Andy Reid in Philadelphia was a really, really good coach. Um, he made the same mistake of going Juan Castillo and hiring him as his defensive coordinator to replace Sean McDermott when Juan Castillo was his offensive line coach. Um, and and then that's when the dream team season happened and all that. It's like, if it's just like, if the Patriots stink this year, even if they're better on offense and it's just like the, the Matt Patricia thing is such a compounding issue that that's, that's where you go to the hot seat stuff. But um, look, I, I agree with, I agree with uh, Brady here on taking the over on the bills. Um, win total. I know dudes, you, you made a good point that without Brian Dable, Josh Allen led the league in turnovers last year. That's a big red flag for sure. Uh, Ken Dorsey's got to improve after his first year, but it, it all comes down to this early portion of the schedule, right? I mean, you know, you, yeah. you win in New York, win a great. lot of games early, right? Like yeah, that, you got to you got to step the schedule. Yeah, like Raiders at Washington, Miami, uh, Jacksonville. You know, at home, but it's in it's in London, and Jacksonville gets an extra week there. The Giants at home without uh, without rest, coming back from London, which isn't great. At New England, Tampa at home, and then like at Cincinnati, home against Denver, home against the Jets. I mean, th- this is a really tough schedule. But I also think that if I were taking anything, I'd rather bet on the over here, and they go eleven and six. Versus them going ten and seven. Now look, they, they could. Uh, the the problem is the under on the the juice for the win total is minus two thirty five. So like, I'm not laying two dollars and fifty cents to win a dollar. 
you know, on, on under four wins in the division. Let me put it this way. So I think if you were going to place a bet on the over under of total wins, you have to look at it a couple of ways. Which do you feel like is, is more of a sure thing? You're not going to look back and say, I'm an idiot for doing that. Correct. I, I feel like for me, if you end up taking the under here and, and dudes, I know that's what your pick is. You might look back though and go like, well, I was putting a lot of faith in like Tua staying healthy, the Dolphins coming Correct. together, yeah. you know, the, the, the Patriots being more competitive too and playing a role in that, even though you think they're going to go over in the division, so maybe not. But, but the Jets too, and like that coming together, and 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 maybe you know the Jets obviously being competitive in week one too, like at home. I mean that's yeah. yeah. So there's just a lot of things that I think like you're you're betting on happening that we'll see if it happens. Like I I, I kind of look at the Bills in one of two ways. They're the team that now no longer was the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. And that might be a good thing where they actually don't feel that pressure and they excel. Or they're the team that they're trying to find what their identity is because they got pushed around last time we saw them in the playoffs by the Cincinnati Bengals in a backup offensive line and beaten their home house where that was supposed to be their advantage. That was supposed to be their environment, their opportunity. And so how do they get over that? How do they reinvent themselves defensively without Leslie Frazier and offensively now in second year with Ken Dorsey? Those are like the kind of the questions I think you have going into it. I'm willing to bet that Sean McDermott and all parties involved figure this out. Yeah, I, I think their roster is probably too good for me to take the under there. Uh, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins, who we mentioned with Tua Tungavailoa being the big X factor here. They went 8-5 and five last year with Tua, and I believe led the league in yards per play or yards per pass attempt with Tua under center. 1-3 without him scoring nine points less per game when Tua was not in there. Uh, dudes, the win total here, 9.5, a slight juice to the under. Division win total is 3.5 with heavy juice, minus 155 to the under. Uh, what's your favorite win total bet here for the Dolphins? Yeah, I'm more comfortable taking the over 9.5 wins. And to Brady's point, we were just talking about the health of Tua Tungavaloa. It's going to bank on that, but you just stated it, Will. They were 8-5 and five when he was under center for the Miami Dolphins. Split games with the Buffalo Bills, uh, split games with the Jets. Now, he didn't play in either one of those Jets games, but this Dolphins offense is one of the most explosive offenses in all of football now. They did already catch a hit on defense with Jalen Ramsey being out to maybe December, right? But I have faith in Vic Vangio. I believe that defense will take a step this year. Again, this offense is a 4 by 100 meter relay team on offense Mm -hmm. they're going to be extremely explosive so i feel more comfortable with the dolphins in that over nine and a half wins with Tua being on the center now again a a lot of that is banking on can Tua tungavaloa stay healthy and that's been a question for his whole career so far but you see at eight and five last year when he was under center i think they did a really good job also bringing in mike white a guy that is familiar with this system played in this exact system with the jets just in case Tua does go down for a few games, I believe he can fill the void and get them over the nine and a half wins. Man, we couldn't be any opposite on this one. I, no, I, I think really? they're going to. I think it'll be close at nine and eight. But uh, my concern is more. You had other veteran options out there. You had a Teddy Bridgewater who's way more experienced and has played some really good football in his career. Just recently signing with the the Lions, he could have been your backup there behind Tua. He Jacoby was there last was, year and couldn't stay was, healthy though. Well, and, and, and that's why. But so can't Tua. And, and by the way, if you're willing to bet on Mike White, who, again, doesn't have the biggest track record, more power to you. And it's nothing against Mike White. We'll see if, if he has that opportunity and, and how he presents itself and how things work out. But the reality is you had a lot of other veteran guys out there who I thought would have been a better fit to have in that room in the event that Tua goes down to have a more reliable, trusted option. And so for that reason, uh, it's big time concerning for me, in part because of what you mentioned. 
he's missed games no matter where you go back to in his, his college career and now in his NFL career. And so that's concerning. And I understand he put a lot of work into judo, jiu-jitsu. I've seen reports on both. Who knows? Who cares? I don't know that he's going to be doing judo or jiu-jitsu from the pocket. you got to hope the offensive Correct. line has improved and they've solidified in front of them. Uh, and so, look, I think it's going to be close. This is arguably – the division, like we're talking about two divisions today with the most parity to me in the AFC. I think it's really hard to pick teams that are going to lose games. So yeah. I kind of erred on the side of the under for total wins right there at like nine and eight. And, and then I erred also on saying, I think they probably split in the division. And that's Correct. not necessarily I was there with you. them, but because of how good the Jets are going to be, how good the Bills are going to be, how good the Patri- Patriots can be. And they all know each other. So um, I'm just on the under on both of these, even though I, I do think they're going to be competitive. It's going to be really close with the Dolphins this year on both those over-unders. Yeah, I, I lean towards the under here on Miami as well, and I wouldn't. I don't think I would bet it. I mean, I'd, my problem is I can't bet an over on Miami because, like, here's the thing is if Tua suffers a concussion, which is something that he can't help. You know, this is not like he can avoid a hit. Like, he can just, like, duck out of bounds. And, you know, like if he if he suffers a concussion in week one, how is he playing the rest of the season? Like the NFL changed the entire way that they handle uh, in-game concussion policies because of that Tua situation last year. Like it went from, eh, I don't know, can he walk straight? Sure, he passed the test. Get back out there. To oh, that's we. He's evaluated for a concussion. He's done for the year. Done for the game. Like end of story. Done for the game because of that Tua situation where he he was wobbling around and because it became a national story. The NFL wants to avoid that and like the, the start ain't easy, man. You got the you got the Chargers and Joey Bosa. You got Matthew Judon and, and and the Pats. Both of those are on the road. Then Denver at home at Buffalo. I mean, if 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 they started zero and four, like they could start. I don't think they will. I'm just saying they could start zero yeah. and four and like lose four games by three points. And if Tua gets banged up, it's a problem. Um, so no bet there for me. But I would lean towards the under with the Miami Dolphins if if I was going that way. And I think it's tough in the division. I mean, minus one fifty five, you're laying a lot. And if they sweep the Patriots and then split the other two, then you'd be you'd be hosed. And again, you got to worry about Tua and that schedule. Speaking of those Pats, we already touched on them. They're dominating the AFC East for years. They are just twenty five and twenty six in three seasons since Tom Brady left. Comma Brady. Um, should have thrown it to Deuce when I'm talking about Tom Brady. Or <laughs> grammatical work by me, but I was going to let him have the Jets coming up to the break. Uh, that includes the ugly playoff loss to the Bills. Pats win total seven and a half. Moderate juice, minus 130 to the under, plus a division total of two and a half with hefty juice to the under. Brady, what's your favorite Pats win total here? It's the over of seven and a half wins. I mean, look, this is still a Bill Belichick coach team. He's moved past his transgressions from last year with, uh, you know, putting Matt Patricia in that position. <laughs> Throwing in the transgression tech category. <laughs> Ryan is, is back in New England. I think he's going to help out an offense that also got some help when you bring in guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gusecki, some other veterans to help out in that regard. Uh, and, and look, they extended Matthew Judon. He's a big piece of what they're doing on defense. I just I have faith in this being a team that's going to be competitive. They're going to be in the mix. I don't know that they get much past eight, uh, or if they get the nine wins, but I feel pretty. I feel a little more confident about that as far as their over/under win total 
at over the seven and a half as compared to the division where, you know, Deuce talked about it. I think I know where you're leaning on that bet. <laughs> you already know where I'm leaning. <laughs> could hit the under, they could hit the over, but I think they're going to be competitive amongst the rest of their schedule too, outside of the division. Again, kind of a byproduct of what's happened out around them. So I like the over of seven and a half uh, total wins for the Pats this year. Yeah, mine is the under seven and a half wins. And I almost went the division uh, under two and a half wins. You said they're going to win zero. That should I mean, be your <laughs> But, I mean, if you look at it as a whole, Brady, right, we talked about two other AFC East teams. The, the common denominator is the schedules. I mean, these teams have the hardest schedules in the league. They got the AFC West and the AFC North coupled with playing each other in the division. I just don't see the Patriots, when we talked about it earlier, how everybody else, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, got significantly better this offseason. It kind of seemed like the Patriots kind of stayed pat. Now, I do agree, them bringing a viable offensive coordinator should help with them on offense, more specifically. We talked about them being one of the worst third-down offenses, one of the worst red-zone offenses. Some of the things that we saw from the Patriots on offense last year, we're not accustomed to seeing them as far as just execution, right? We usually don't see that from a Bill Belichick team. But I just feel like those other three teams in the division are just so much better, coupled with playing the AFC West and the AFC North. I just don't see the Patriots getting over seven and a half wins. Dude's the uh, the alt under over at Caesars for the Patriots under five and a half wins plus two twenty five. Any interest I like there? Them right at seven. Like okay, right okay, right, right at seven. seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet spot for them. Uh, okay, I think to get the eight. And I'd lean towards the over here with the Pats. I'd be kind of interested in the over on the division win total just because it's like big plus money. Um, yeah. And I think that you could see Bel- – like, like it's still Bill friggin' Belichick. And, like, Matt Patricia yeah. and Joe Judge were running the offense last year. It got so bad that, like, uh, Mac Jones – when it sought outside counsel, which is like the last thing you ever do when you're working like working with Bill Belichick, and yet everyone's kind of like, eh, I don't know, Bill. Like, you can be mad at him all I you want. But... I get it. Yeah. I get it. And right. by the way, who was who was the outside counsel he was seeking? I it, it could have been like uh, I, I don't know. Like I would have accepted me or you. Who I actually I, I'm saying I believe it was Bill O'Brien. It was it was him oh. going. Back yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and basically saying. Is this right? Is this what we're doing? Like, I think the hiring of Bill O'Brien was was almost like a, I don't want to say a peace offering, but yeah, whatever frustration Mac Jones had with Bill Belichick, and and I'll just be blunt, it was justified. I mean, I, I think for yeah. everyone outside looking at it, you didn't understand, and yet you know Bill Belichick always has this tight circle, and everyone gives him the benefit of the doubt of knowing what he was doing. He's admitting a mistake from last year, and I think he's admitting that like the justification for Mac Jones being frustrated is there. So go hire the guy he's talking to and sending clips to and saying, what are we doing? Like, what's the identity of this offense? What are we doing in red zone third down? So again, if they just improve those little things, I think with some of the additions that they've made, it's the Pats. They're going to be in the mix. They're going to be competitive when it's all said and done. And, and I've got more faith in the AFC East than I do in the AFC West. Like I, I still need yeah. to see some things. We, we know the chiefs are the chiefs, the rest of that division I agree with that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, look, and remember, Mac Jones helped Bill O'Brien in his adjustment when he was going to Alabama uh, because he, Mac knew the offense so well. So there should be some same page uh, stuff going on there. The coming after the break, the Jets, a team that we talked about a little bit this offseason. I don't know if you guys have heard the uh, big offseason in New York. Uh, we will get Deuce's take on whether or not Aaron Rodgers can win 10 plus games coming up after the break next. 
The New York Football Jets. Yeehaw. Yeah, the the, yeah, the, the audio <laughs> audio version of the podcast cannot see the bull riding commercials oh, that played on oh, YouTube, but man. it was uh, amazing. Was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, uh, love some bull riding. The Jets are tied for the longest playoff drought among all teams in the four major sports. Mm, don't remind me, Will. Well, but you, but you, 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 <laughs> but you were there. You went. So you. <laughs> no, nah, we went ten and six and didn't get in in fifteen. Oh, that's right. Crap. My fault. Yeah. Uh, moving along. <laughs> I'll just pull Here's my foot. With what we're about to talk about then, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, but with Aaron Rodgers in town, Gang Green has a preseason win total of nine and a half, juice to the over, minus 120, plus a division total with massive juice to the under, uh, three and a half, minus 170 dues. What's your, uh, what's your favorite bet here with the, uh, with the New York Jets? Yeah, I like the the over on the nine and a half wins. The three and a half division win, we just talked about how competitive the AFC East is going to be. I believe they do sweep the Patriots, and they, I believe they haven't beaten them in almost four years or maybe over four years. But I believe they split games with the Dolphins and the Bills. So that three and a half, over three and a half, that hook kind of scares me right there. Um, I don't I don't trust it. They could potentially go three and three in a division. We'll see. But the over nine and a half, let's just put this into perspective, guys. The Jets won seven games last year with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Chris Strebler at quarterback. Seven games. They lost six Zach games. Wilson was your guy last year. You were, you were hyping Man, him up. We, are, we, are we on that? Is that what we're doing right now, Brady? <laughs> Someone tried to say, Leger, look out. And then, I, and all I got back was hate from you and your whole Jets posse. <laughs> You were, you were right on that, man. He, he was not the guy. Man. I, I thought he was going to turn the corner. It just never did. Um, I thought the offense is, was perfect for his skill set. Brady but, and the you know, Jets had a complicated relationship last year, too. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And that West Coast offense, you got to be able to – that back foot hitch, you got to release the ball. Zach Wilson was always trying to look for the big play. And, you know, hopefully now that he's got a mentor in Aaron Rodgers, we've already seen some progression with him throughout training camp. Hope that continues. But again, they won seven games with that trio of quarterbacks. And you went though Flacco in there too. So four different quarterbacks played for the Jets last year. They lost six games, Brady and Will, by one score. So even if they just split or even win two of those games, they go over this number right here. So I believe, even though it's a gauntlet, again, Brady, we talked about the AFC West, the AFC North. I believe they get right around 10 or 11 wins this year and they get over that nine and a half win total. I'm right there with you. I like the over for total wins. Uh, God, that scares me. I, I don't know that they <laughs> win it. Well, I was right last year, so maybe should have fallen. You were. You're right. Maybe be this year. Um, you, you, I, were, I, you were right, but you, it, it cost you a lot to be right. <laughs> it was like, charitable donations. I'm just glad yeah. so many of the Jets fans were willing to also tag along and, and be able to match a lot of the donations. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, not expensive in a bad way. Expensive in a good way. They didn't way. do anything, Will. They didn't match anything. Oh, that's right. They didn't match a dollar. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't match, match a dollar. dollar. Yeah. It's not like $7,000 on the Jets. They have they a good reason a to be salty, all right? Someone told them they wouldn't be in the playoffs again for another year, and they weren't, but this year they will be. I don't know that they'll win the division. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs, though, and this has everything to do with Aaron Rodgers. That bottom line, this is all Aaron Rodgers. You can just stop right there. It's the fact that with what they have, this is one of the more talented rosters, even though it is young, they do have a decent amount of depth and talent. It's Rodgers going to be able to bring it together. Now, 
That being said, I wouldn't mind because of where the, I don't want to say juice, but because of the plus odds for the under of division wins at three, I wouldn't mind seeing you place both bets. You take the over on the total wins, but the under and divisional wins where they could go three and three and still be able to win a lot of football games to be able to hit that over of, of, of 10 wins for the total in the right. season. So I think both wins are, excuse me, both plays are, are probably going to play out this year. If you looked at some of Aaron Rodgers' teams in Green Bay, they've really got off to a little of a slower start, and then they just take off and run. Um, and, and I think that maybe could play out this year with, you know, building chemistry with some of the guys he's throwing to, the offensive line, John, all these different things that could play a role in that. But there's no doubt the Jets are a playoff team this year. Yeah, what's what's really interesting, I think, is the the start for the Jets and like Ooh. it's it is brutal, dude. Gauntlet for sure. Like <laughs> Bills at home on September 11th, Monday Night Football, at Dallas 4:25 on CBS Sports, versus the Pats one o'clock on CBS, versus the Chiefs Sunday Night Football. Yeah. At Denver 4:25 on CBS and versus Philly the 4:25 p.m. game on Fox. So like a lot several you, know, you get. Three, you get four home games there, but against teams we believe will be playoff caliber or the Patriots, however you want to define them. And then Denver in, in early October, not easy with the, with the altitude and a much better coaching staff. Uh, Dallas, obviously, and then and then you know Kansas. Like, like it's just it's just a tough start. If they go three and three in that stretch, That's big, yeah. they will smash this win total. Yeah. The only thing I worry about a little bit is like, and then their buys at week seven. Like if they start like one and five. Like, the, does is there like just so much noise around this team that we, or do we get an Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X thing? Like, I think I think that's sort of maybe the concern is, but yeah, I mean, look, if they get three, two and four, three and three, I mean, if they, if they go three and three or better, they will crush this win total and they will be right, uh, right there in the in the hunt for the number one seed in the AFC. It's a, it's a good point, Will, because we kind of forget like those those phrases kind of came and they were born out of like early season struggles. I think oh, yeah. one of the differences is. This is the best defense maybe Aaron Rodgers has been a part of since they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, bottom line is like that's how much talent they've got on that side of the football. I think they're going to be able to run the football too, assuming the backfield's healthy. Um, and, and look, he's probably it's probably one of the more talented wide receiver groups as a whole. Not saying individually by any means. He's got right? a first round wide receiver finally. Right, but <laughs> no one's replacing his his chemistry yeah. with Devontae Adams or going through the years that the Donald Drivers, that Jordy Greg Nelson, yeah. Jordy yeah. Nelson. Like no one's replacing that number one. Maybe Garrett Wilson will be that. I, I don't know that I'm saying that right away, but by and large, like what they have as a group, I, I think it's a, a deeper group than at least what he was dealing with probably at the wide receiver position last year. Yeah. What, what I'll say before yeah. we move on is. You talked. You brought up a really good point, uh, Brady, about the defense, right? Having a top five defense. Let's not forget in 2010 when he had a top five defense. What they end up doing, winning the Super Bowl. So if hey, I'm just saying you bring Aaron Rodgers in. That's why you bring him in to win a. So I'm not calling it. I'm just saying if you bring Aaron Rodgers in, that's what you bring him in for. But to Will's point, also the gauntlet to start the season in the first six games, they go two and four, three and three. I think they kill this over as well because the season yeah. it's opposite of what the Bills have to deal with. Like the Bills start off with a, a easier schedule, then have a gauntlet to finish the last seven games. Brady, we all we always know this the offense takes about a month to gel coming out of training camp and everything. So they do go two and four, three and three. If that offense is clicking in that back half of the season where the schedule is formidable for them, they could win this division and potentially fight for that number one seed. Dudes, I think you need to go on a limb on like CBS Sports HQ and be like, listen, here's the deal. Uh, this year the Jets are winning the Super Bowl and Bill Belichick's getting fired. That's my double down. Da- my dues double I wonder, down. I wonder if there's a bet for that. I mean, it's like 7,000 to one. Yeah. 
Call up the book. <laughs> I might have to call up the books and put some money down on that. Good Lord. That would be quite the parlay. Uh, the Baltimore Ra- Oh, and I would also point out too, like even that top five defense in 2010 was really more like turnover based and not necessarily like, easy, easy. Will. it was top five. Let's move. I on. was about to say they had some dogs on that defense. Yeah, we, don't take, we don't need to take away from where that defense was. All right, let's go. Move on. Will. <laughs> some of y'all were busy playing in the NFL, but I was covering that Super Bowl. Uh, uh, let's move on. Will. It was also Sean Payton sparked a fire under Aaron Rodgers, which was really stupid. Uh, moving along to the Baltimore Ravens. Their win total, nine and a half, nine times and a half. Uh, Brady, the this juice is way up since Lamar Jackson signed his contract and got back in there uh, over minus 170, nine and a half wins. And yet the division win total, a very tough division. These are these are hard things to, to sort of, uh, you know, combine and figure out where you want to go with them because their win total in the division under three and a half minus 140. What's your favorite bet here for the Ravens? Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing is I, I feel like I'm Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like I'm <laughs> yeah, saying, <right>. well, <laughs> this is the other division, the AFC, that's got so much parity. And so, yeah, I think they could split with everyone they play, right? The home, home, home field, they, they lose on the road. They end up going three and three hitting the under. But I also like look at the track record of Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback for the Ravens. They win. They're a playoff right. team. You can stamp it, mail it in right now. I just I wonder if they're going to get off to maybe a little bit of a slow start, only because you do have a lot of newness, right? You got Todd Monk coming as OC. You brought in Nelson Aguilar, Odell Beckham. You draft Zay Flowers, who is going to be a stud. Watch this kid be that Antonio Brown type wide receiver. I'm telling you right now, if they utilize him, this kid's going to be special. Now, all that being said, I just I feel like there's so much parity in this division. So I do like the over on total wins hitting at ten. But I also think they're going to hit the under in that division and end up being three and three and, and splitting there. So uh, they'll, they'll be able to win elsewhere, but not necessarily, I think, in the division, at least not dominating. I don't know that any team's going to dominate in the division this year. Correct. Zay Flowers, 30 to one to win the, to win the offensive rookie of the year? Shoot, Bryce Young's already got it, man. You laid that play. <laughs> Bryce Young, is he plus money still right now? He's five to one. Yeah, dude, lay the yeah. money. Are you kidding me? Hey, is that- it- that's what I had in my best bet. Best bet was Bryce Young is the best. Uh, best it, makes, it makes the most sense. I, I'm yeah. right there with you, Brady. I like the over on the wins. They routinely hit this number. I mean, let's not forget with Lamar Jackson being hurt last year. Tyler Huntley is the quarterback. They went over this number. They got 10 wins last year, and they were a bad mistake away from beating the Cincinnati Bengals in that divisional round in the playoffs. So this team routinely goes over this win total year in and year out. One thing we know is they're going to be fighting for a playoff position, maybe even win the division. I'm with you when, when it comes to the divisional wins, though, because it's so tight in this division. I mean, the Browns, we'll talk about later, they're significantly better. I mean, the Steelers never have a losing record at all, and Cincinnati has dominated that division the last two years. So I would juice heavy on the over wins, over nine and a half wins. I think they get 10 or 11 wins and potentially maybe win this division. But I'm right, right there with you with the division total as far as wins because it's so tough in this division. I believe everybody can mess around and go three and three in this division. Yeah, I have a hard time with either of these divisions even thinking about taking a division win total because, like, they're all – if you're a good team, it's three and a half, which means you've got to split with everybody and then sweep one of your, like, a really tough opponent. And if you're a bad team, you have to split the – or you're a questionable team, you know, you have to split the the entire division, right? So it just makes it tough. Um, The juice here is minus 170, as I mentioned. That makes it tough to take the over. Don't take the under at nine and a half. Like you're, you, you need the Ravens to go nine and eight when they bring in Todd Munkin, who 
is going to run, I think, some combination of like the air raid and the triple option, which, uh, you know, schematically and philo- philosophically are really not that far apart, Brady, if you want to dive into, or dudes, if you want to dive into the, the machinations <laughs> of overall football philosophy and offensive philosophy. Instead, I will, uh, I will move us along to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, there are no divisional win total odds for the Bengals because of Joe Burrow's injury. Um, Jamar Chase throughout that. So, I mean, I'll ask you this. I'll point out that the win total is 11 and a half. Unders minus 150. And the over is plus 125. Mm. You can find, since I believe I'm allowed to do this now, and if I if this is how I get fired, so be it. Um, I, <laughs> such is life. Uh, if you like at, at DraftKings, for instance, they're over under 10 and a half. Their over is minus 130. I'd almost rather mess around with that than mess around with the 11 and a half, I think. So, um, if you want... 10 and a half, 11 and a half, you guys can pick and choose. Correct. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's the nice thing about legalized sports gambling is that it's a lot easier to find. Yeah, scroll, B- Billy, slide that puppy back to 10 and a half. I think that's the correct number that we want to use here. Because, um, I mean, <laughs> no, look, I, w- I want to use the 11 and a half, to be honest. With and you. go I'm over? Hit under. Oh, go under. Yeah. Under. Yeah. 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 Go with whatever, go with whatever you want. Either yeah. one. I mean, if you just look at it, the uncertainty with Burrow is a big question mark. Uh, Brady, we know this. Those soft tissue injuries, they can linger. And to Jamar Chase's point, you want Brady there that back half of the, of the season because I think they have a gauntlet to finish those last three games, and you want to be the best version of yourself heading into the playoffs. Now, they do kind of get a reprieve because I do believe they play the NFC West and, if I'm not mistaken, the AFC South, which are two divisions that are kind of up in there. I mean, you got two teams in the NFC West in the 49ers and Seahawks, but other than that, I mean, the Rams and Cardinals are probably in essential rebuilds, right? But then also, let's look at the secondary, Brady. People haven't been talking about this enough. They lost both of their starting safeties this offseason, right? Uh, Chetabea Wuze is coming off a major injury. Cam Taylor-Britt played some last year but wasn't the starter the whole season. So you're talking about four new pieces back there. Lou Anaromo's done a really good job. There's a reason why they play Trey Hendrickson all that money for that one-year extension. They have a young secondary, right? You're talking about having an explosive offense with the Baltimore Ravens you're going to have to play. Deshaun Watson focused on football this year with the pieces on offense they have. That 11 and a half scares me. I I would juice the under on this. I believe they get maybe right at 11 wins. I don't like them to go over the 11 and a half wins. Yeah, look, let me just first start off by saying this. They are a playoff team because of Joe Burrow, all right? (laughs) But I think whether it's 11 and a half and maybe even 10 and a half, you take the under in both of those circumstances. Really? And the reason being is, yeah, I think, look, uh, dude's just pointed out that the secondary is going to be young and experienced doesn't always impact you, right? Like when you saw that last year with the Chiefs, they had a really young secondary, young defense. They they still won the Super Bowl. The difference is like I'm I'm a little bit concerned to see when Burrow comes back. Uh, That obviously plays a factor in how many games they're able to kind of, you know, put in their bag and get as far as wins. And then I still think they're a playoff team at at 10 and 7 or at 11 and a half going 11 and 6. And so I feel confident saying they will be in the playoffs. I don't know depending on when he comes back and starts and plays – based on his injury, uh, if that's going to factor into it. There's some concern there. All that being said, it is the best offensive line he's probably played behind in his entire career. We know how explosive that offense is going to be. I think my questions more rely on the defensive side of the football. And look, someone's got to lose some games, you know, in this division. And I do think a couple of other teams we're going to talk about are going to be competitive in it too. So for that reason, Bengals are a playoff team. 
I, I don't know, though, how many of those wins they're going to get over either one of the, these these over-unders at 10.5 and, and 11.5. So I, I would I would go over 10.5 uh, minus 130. Uh, the 11.5, I don't think you take the over there. It's asking too much. And the, here's the two things about this. One, Jabbar Chase came out and said on NFL Network that he thinks that Joe Burrow should not play week one and that he told him that, that he should not rush back to play week one. And he said after wonder, week four. Yeah, but it's like sort of wonder. And Jamar Chase also said that last year he sat out an extra game more than necessary. Like I don't think he, I don't hadn't heard him say that. I don't think, but that he had he sat out an extra game knowing that he wanted to be healthy because they don't care. Like they don't care about this is a team that along with the Bills and the Chiefs they're not playing to win Week One. They are playing to win Week Twenty. Right. Correct. And so, th- like, I wouldn't be surprised if they sat Burrow out. And if you look at the way that they operated the last two years with Burrow coming off the the appendix thing, and then, the, of course, the ACL, they were run heavy and didn't give him a ton of dropbacks and therefore were in closer games early on in the season. So uh, that that, gives, that makes me a little nervous. I don't think anyone should take an over on the Bengals until you know what their plan with Joe Burrow is. Wait until closer to the season. Um, and so, like, if you like the under, now would be the, you know, now would be the time to take it. Or actually, you can even wait and, and see what happens. But I, I think I'm a little leery of the Bengals just because of that Burrow injury, and I think everybody should. Two teams left in the AFC North, the Browns and the Steelers. We will talk about those teams. And their interesting win totals coming up after the break next. CBS Sports Network goes all in with the World Series of Poker. We're talking a full house of characters in a competition flush with cash. The World Series of Poker on CBS Sports Network. If you're watching on, Brady, you got a little poker hand. Hey, Brady, making poker hands. I like it. I like it. Hey, look, horses and horses and horses and cards, man. Ain't nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else you do, man. Horses and cars. Uh, give me, give me a nice old, give me a nice old dip. We'll sit back and watch some horses play some cars. It's a good time. Put a chow in. Get a little horseshoe. Anywho, Cleveland Browns. Man, are they controversial this year? Sean Watson, one year removed from his massive suspension, looked like crap when he came back last year. Got a little bit better as the season went along. I thought some people dispute that. I'll tell you what you don't want to dispute. Uh, Cleveland Radio, you don't, don't want to claim the Browns won't win 60, 17 games in the Super Bowl because you will get screamed at if you suggest that they might go 7-10, and 10, which I did. Oh, who were you on with? Ooh. Uh, Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima. Okay. Oh, boys. Well, let me let me kick this one off. I, I well, well, by the way, the win total just to set it up properly, and obviously I'll throw it to you with the Browns. Uh, over under nine and a half, under juiced minus one thirty. Division win total. I mean, this is ridiculous. Over under two and a half, and the over is minus two twenty five. Like, what are we doing with minus two twenty five here? I, I know, and that's where I was like, all right, uh, yeah. I'd rather. I'm taking the over there. I, and I know it sounds yeah. like a minus 25, you get no value out of it, but Correct. I do think it will be competitive within the division. We've talked about the parity the entire time. You know, well, you mentioned the improvement for Deshaun Watson as the season went along. I saw a bit of that too. I, I think maybe not so much more improvement. It just looked more comfortable with Correct. what he was seeing out there within that offense. And, and that, that can happen sometimes. Obviously he didn't play for a, a period of time. All reports though, he looks good uh, coming out of not only their OTAs and minicamp, but in the training camp so far. And, and I'm betting on him being the quarterback that they signed him to be and allowing him to be a special player in this league, despite some of the off the field transgressions, since that's the word of the day. Uh, look, they bring in Elijah Moore. They've got, they've got a lot of talent as well. They're utilizing him now throughout camp in a variety of ways. 
Uh, it's one of the better rosters, like top to bottom offense, defense, looking at it. It is as talented as they get. I think defensively with Jim Schwartz there, they're, they're going to be nasty on defense. So for me, I got the over of two and a half division wins, and I'm going to go with the over as well and nine and a half wins, which when you look at all these over under total set, you're like, who's losing games then? Exactly. Like, in the AFC. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like for the two divisions we talked about, they're all set really high. So people must be feeling pretty salty about the AFC South or books uh, and then the AFC West. But like I look at the Browns and I think they're that team that, you know, we know the Chiefs are going to be a part of it. People talk about the Bills, some of these other teams we've talked about. The Browns are like one of those teams that wasn't a playoff team last year. will be in contention for a playoff team this year. And they're going to be that team that sneaks up in a lot of people, maybe even makes a special run because of how talented this group is. Yeah, Brady, I'm, I'm right there with you. And to your point, right, there's going to be somebody that goes 10 and 7 in the AFC North or AFC East that doesn't get into the playoffs, yep. right? Uh, if you look at the Browns, right, again, the the over two and a half division wins, not a lot of value there. I think that's obvious for how we've been talking about how competitive the AFC North is. I mean, I believe all four teams could go three and three in that division. But I'm with you. I'm taking the over nine and a half wins, and the Browns are my sneaky team in the AFC. Mm. Brady, you can speak to this as a player, period, whether you're quarterback, no matter what position you're playing. When you're away from the game for almost two years, it takes a while to get your mojo back, to get back into the swing of things, right? From everything that you've heard and also that I've heard coming out of Browns camp, it looks like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is almost back to that player he was in 2020 when he was a top-five quarterback electri electrifying on the field. You talked about Elijah Moore. Supposedly, he has a real rapport with him already. Elijah Moore definitely is motivated this year after being traded from the New York Jets, and they actually played them later on in the year, I believe, week 17 up in Cleveland. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing for Deshaun Watson is, even though he's got that $230 million tag, he doesn't have to do it by himself, Brady. One of the best run games in all of football with Nick Chubb back there, he can lean on the run game. One of the best offensive lines, he can lean on that offensive line. He has weapons on the outside with Amari Cooper. People forget Donovan Peoples-Jones had a really good season last year. He's going to be their big receiver that you could throw the 50-50 jump balls to. David Njoku can stay healthy. I think he's going to be a big red zone target. But defense, that's the thing that was their Achilles heel last year. Bringing in Jim Swartz, revamping that defensive line. So Darius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, Okwankwu on the outside too. With Miles Garrett, they're going to be nasty up front. And I think it'll be a lot different because Deshaun Watson won't have to carry this team because they won't give up as many points as they did last year, right? So yeah, I like the over nine and a half wins because I think they've revamped this team yeah. and done a really good job. Yeah, they're probably not losing games like they did to the Jets last year when yeah. they're up by however many scores under two, two scores minutes. with two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a literal, it's like a one percentile loss. Yeah. Um, worth 32, I think their schedule open against Cincinnati. So you're getting Joe Burrow at his weakest of the season, right? More than likely, which is a and huge... He, and he struggled against the Browns if you look at... He, I don't think he's career. ever beat the Browns. Yeah, I don't he? think he has. <laughs> yeah, which is the weirdest like, thing. Like, Joe Burrow just can't be... That's, that's who Joe Burrow... Joe Burrow can beat any team in the playoffs, but he can't beat the Browns <laughs> in the regular season. Then you get at Pittsburgh on, uh, on, on Monday Night Football, and then home against Tennessee and home against Baltimore. So, like, if you start three and one, you've you know, like if you start four and oh, you got three division wins already, which you know right. would, would get them there. Like, but I think the Ravens, the Ravens and the Browns, I believe, both have the same sort of setup where it's like insanely early divisional games, and maybe it's just like 
you win early and you're going to have a leg up in that division. They also have these chunks of like at Indy at Seattle versus Arizona, three game stretch where you feel like they could rip off three wins if they're playing really well, you know, at, uh, at the Rams, Jacksonville at home, Chicago at home, at Houston. Like those are just two, there are several chunks where it's probably going to determine how, how they end up going. You could also scale this back down to eight and a half if you wanted to and take the over minus 150, which I mean, that's you got to lay that juice and that's not fun. But I, I mean, I feel pretty good about them going nine and eight, I think. Correct. All right, moving along to the final team on today's podcast, the final team, the AFC, that we'll discuss a team that is not gone under 500 under Mike Tomlin. His entire tenure there, and Vegas does not believe that they will do it this year because the win total for the Steelers set at nine and even nine over minus 120 under even money. Their division win total is set at again, like these division win totals are just kind of tough to deal with. I mean, <laughs> over two, two and a half minus 170, like that's just a lot of juice, and under two and a half minus plus 140. Uh, Kenny Pickett and George Pickens develop a real rapport. It seems like there. What do you think? What do you like in the uh, with the Steelers? Yeah, this one's tricky, right? Because I think they're right at uh, the win total for nine. I think that's what they're going to go nine and eight. Um, So I like them to over on the division wins. If you look at what they've done the last three years, they've hit over on that number. Mike Tomlin just knows how to win AFC North games. It's gritty. It's muddy. It gets cold. He knows how to get his team ready to win those games. So I like them to go over the two and a half division wins. It's kind of what we talked about earlier, Brady. I would not be surprised if all four teams went three and three in this division, right? Because that's how talented each roster is. I'm staying away from the the, the total wins of, of nine. I believe they go nine and eight because Mike Tomlin just doesn't have a losing record. But I don't feel comfortable saying they're going to get 10 wins, right? So I like the, the, the over two and a half divisional wins because that's what Mike Tomlin does. He just gets at least three divisional wins. Yeah, you'd like to see this number at nine and a half for total wins. Correct. Right? And, and yeah, <laughs> to me, it's like it, it gives you room there to sit there and say, I don't feel good about the win seven, but I think they'll win nine and, and I'll, I'll be able to work with those odds. At, at nine, honestly, probably wouldn't play it. At two and a half divisional wins, I'll tell you this much, I'm going to take the under. You, you got a mm-hmm. little extra bump there for plus money. I also think if you had to pick a team in this division that you're looking at and saying, you know, look at the roster compared to the rest, look at where they're at, who do you think could take a step back? I think it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, that being said, I think Kenny Pickett will be better this year. George Pickens, from all accounts, is going to be an absolute star. Donnell Washington is an absolute mismatch at oh, the yeah. tight end spot. I mean, he's a, he's a freak. He looks like uh, a lineman. He's huge, and he, he's a move like a lineman. So there's all those things that you can chalk it up to. However, I've still got concerns about where the offense is going to go, not because of the personnel or the talent, but because who's calling the plays there. Correct. So, mm. so Mike Tomlin stood by Matt Canada. I think they really struggled last year. I'll be curious to see what it looks like this year. So this is not a bet that, honestly, I'd, I'd really want to make. I think I'm leaning in both cases to the under. I'd take the under of the total wins and under of the divisional mm-hmm. wins here uh, if you had to make me you know, place a bet. But uh, like I said, I don't have a great feel for where Pittsburgh's going to be only because of how I feel about the other three teams and where I feel like this division's going to go. And dare I say, it might be the first season that if we see the inconsistency that the, that the offense showed last year – and some poor play calling, you might see them have their first losing season that we've seen under Mike Tomlin. So the uh, 2013 NC State Wolfpack football team, and I know you're thinking to yourself, what the hell does that have to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers? And that's a fair question. Tar Heels. You. That's a good job, Billy. You have that ready. Uh, the 2013 NC State football team, that's 10 years ago, right? Went 3-9 uh, and nine and 0-8 oh and in the ACC. On that 2013 
NC State football team, the following coaches, Matt Canada, offensive coordinator, Eddie Faulkner, tight ends, fullbacks, special teams coordinator, and uh, Frisman Jackson, wide receivers coach. Now, what does that team have in common with the 2023 Steelers? Those three coaches are on the Steelers coaching staff. And like, the, the state got better with those three guys. Okay, like the next two years and one, I think like seven and eight games. But I'm just saying, man, I watched Matt Canada coach around here. I know what happened. I know why he left from Pittsburgh. I know how he keeps bouncing around. And I don't know why the hell that game, he's still got his job in, in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh. I, I get that Mike Tomlin's loyal, but man, it is if such Mike a red Tomlin flag. Suffering his first losing season. It's going to be due to his loyalty. Yep. And, and in particular to Matt Canada in that case, because that was the one glaringly obvious spot. And by the way, I'm, it's not like I'm the only former quarterback to say this. And a lot of people attach the fact that I was a Cleveland Browns quarterback. So I'm a Steelers hater. And here's the reality is, yeah, you're right. I grew up hating the Steelers. I have a lot of respect <laughs> for them, though. That being said, go, go look at what Ben Roethlisberger has said. Go look at some of the other Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks who's spoken about some of the offense inefficiencies or inconsistencies with the play calling there. So, that, that's unfortunately uh, what I think Kenny Pickett has in front of him is he's got to overcome that and same for George Pickens and Darnell Washington, et cetera. So we'll see what it looks like, but I'm not as, I'm not as bullish on this team for that reason. Um, would you like me to tell you what the rest of the coaches from that, uh, from that, for that NC State football team are doing? <laughs> They're actually, actually Ryan Nielsen was on that team. He's the new defensive coordinator for the, uh, for the Falcons. I don't know. It's just odd that like that team sucked real bad. And they got a bunch of like NFL coaches on it. Go figure. In a it's football wash, man. It, 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 it is a, that exactly. It's a car wash. <laughs> All right, dudes. Brady uh, was a blast talking windows. I think th- this podcast in particular, we covered probably the most difficult divisions to make bets on. You know, even if you sure. love the Ravens or love the you know love the Jets, it is a uh, it is a tough division to break down. Make sure and join us Thursday for NFL preseason best bets. That's right. You're degenerates. We're degenerates. We all bet on the preseason. Who doesn't love? Hammer and lines on the preseason. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. I, I, I have a lock for you, by the way. Oh, okay. fire away, please. Here we go. Take the points in Philly, okay? We know about Baltimore's win streak, 23 yeah, games, yeah. but you've got two teams squaring off. And I, and I feel like if you look at you always got to look at the back end of the roster, right? So not only do you have Marcus Mariota in there solidifying his spot as the back of a quarterback for Philly, he's athletic, he can move, he's experienced, he's going to be able to do some stuff. You also have Tanner McKee and my guy Ian Book battling it out. Mm. Both of those guys are going to be in there slinging, trying to score points. So I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the streak ends. It could, but take the Eagles, and I think it's at six, six and a half points. Take the Eagles and the points. Well, and that's a, that's a great point because it has like these Ravens lines because of their winning streak has gotten have gotten so inflated for the preseason. Harms right. will like let them cut, cut it close. Might have to play some Ian Book in preseason DFS. That's how you know you're a real scumbag when you're playing preseason DFS and you're starting Ian Book oh as your God. as your as your quarterback. Can't wait. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube page. For everyone listening to audio only, make sure you download, follow the five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. For Brady, for news, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. See you guys later.